If you like hearing stories of people in the rental industry, if you have question suggestions for future guests, or if you'd like to recommend someone for the podcast, let us know about it on Twitter at Point of Rental or email us at news at pointofrental.com. And if you really like hearing from people throughout the rental industry and their stories, you can find all of our interviews online at pointofrental.com slash porch. Welcome to the Front Porch with Brian Beaudry. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? My name is Brad Neep. I'm from Peoria and Morton Rentals, and I'm the director of operations. Now, tell me about your favorite sandwich. My favorite sandwich would be a brown swagger sandwich from my grandma Miller's. So that's a very specific sandwich. Very specific. Is there a close second that maybe someone else could get without having to go visit grandma? I'd take people to my grandma sometimes and get them, so that'd be the second as well. So just come up to Morton or Peoria Rentals, find Brad, and then you can... We can go to grandma's. Yeah. Yep. Go go visit grandma's. Literally, no matter what what you're doing, let's go get a sandwich. Yeah. She's always got it. All right. I like it. So did you grow up wanting to be a rental store owner? I grew up... uh, my dad had an automotive shop across the street from a rental store, so I grew up watching equipment come and go, and I never really thought much of it till I was in high school, and one of my buddy's dads uh, was trying to buy that rental store, and that was kind of the first time that I thought, like, wow, I could actually, you know, do this or get involved with it, and that was when I kind of first, the idea was really planted that maybe I would do that or could. So did you ever consider doing anything else or? So uh, I really was interested in business and um, wanted to develop or grow something. And so after college, I went back to my dad's automotive business and he wasn't ready for that. He didn't want to grow much of anything. Um, He didn't want to open a new branch or do anything like that. And so I kind of was forced with trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I just wanted to do something. So. I became a crane operator for a little bit, and I started a screen printing business, and um, I had reached out to that rental store, but he wasn't ready to sell yet, so I did a couple other things, um, and then ultimately landed back in rental when that gentleman decided he was ready to sell. That's cool. So how did some of that, some of those other jobs help you um, in, in owning the store? So I think just different experiences in... Uh, in different industries just kind of makes you a little bit more well-rounded and makes you understand maybe the customer's perspective, uh, especially being on the crane side with different types of, you know, construction projects. Um, that was helpful there. Um, on the screen printing side, it was a lot of sales and uh, then also the back end of actually producing a product uh, from scratch. So, yeah, just lots of little things, I think. Do you ever miss uh, screen printing? We actually bought a screen printing press, and we print our own shirts now at the rental store, so I don't miss it because I can do it sometimes. Nice. It's fun. So do you go operate cranes as well? Uh, no, not anymore. I was going to say, you just you could just bring everything. Just be like, no, I'm not. I'm going to have all the jobs that I ever wanted. <laughs> right. Um, so what, what's your favorite part of working in the rental industry? Um, I think my favorite part is kind of building a team and, you know, learning new things as a group and kind of going after goals and tackling them together. Um, it's really fun to, to watch 
a team grow and kind of look back and think like, wow, a year ago we were doing this and, you know, just having a lot of happy customers and happy team members that are glad to come to work and, and work really hard to, you know, to do something together. It's pretty motivating every day. Okay. But I feel like you could have a pretty good team like any, in any industry. So what's, what's special about rental for you? You know, we're professional sharers. So, I mean, what's better than that? Were you always a sharer? Mm, no. no. When, when did you learn that sharing was a good thing? <laughs> um, maybe when there was money involved. I <laughs> That's probably a bad answer. I don't know. I'll accept that answer as good <laughs> enough. Um, is there anything that you ever bought that you didn't think would rent? Like maybe someone that worked for you was like, no, we definitely need this. And, and it just surprised you and was amazing. Yeah. Um, I would say there's probably more the other way. That, that um, was the fault. That was the next question. So think, oh. give me, well, you can switch the order when you answer. I would say definitely on like the, uh, the fancier side of things on the wedding side, um, some of the girls would say there's a, a product that they really thought was going to move. And, like, we got these wooden uh, folding chairs, and they are a lot more maintenance. They're harder to move, and they were just convincing me that we had to get those, and we couldn't get resin ones that would last longer and like that. The look was different, and to me, they looked almost identical, and um, it definitely made a big difference, and they were really, really popular. So I definitely was wrong in that one for sure. Does the person that's right uh, ever bring it up? Um, for a while, I think so, but it's been a while. So, so is there anything that you thought would just be super popular and it just never moved off your shelves? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, a quite a quite a big list of those. Probably, um, you know, we bought some really weird things early on. You know, we would just wait for the phone to ring and then have Google open and people would ask for something. And so like we bought like binoculars cause someone called for binoculars. And, uh, so we bought binoculars and I was like, Oh, well, people are calling for it. But you know, it's just that one person called for binoculars, but we still have it in the system. Just um, a rogue binocular enthusiast. Yep. That's right. They were going to like the, uh, the theater or something like that. Um, so I guess we haven't done a, a Facebook post on that. So I was going to say, you don't do a marketing <laughs> thing around it. Be you know, like, hey, opera fans. Yeah. <laughs> Version 2019 of Point of Rentals Expert and Elite Products is available now, making the best rental software in the business even better. We've added new features like an equipment watch integration, fulfillment updates, and enhanced parts tracking. Overall, there are more than 100 enhancements in Version 2019, designed to help your business run more smoothly. Upgrade your software today. The instructions are in NetHelp. If you don't have Point of Rental yet, you can still see some of the new additions to the software. Just check out the Point of Rental blog or request a free demonstration at pointofrental.com. All right, so we were talking earlier, you mentioned that you have what I would call a large family. <laughs> uh, can you tell me a little about them? So we've got eight kids and uh, their ages range from three to 19 and uh yeah five adopted and three biological and uh five boys and three girls so so 
why adopt? You know, um, there's a lot of great reasons. Um, there's just a lot of kids out there that need a home and don't get that opportunity and, you know, for whatever the circumstances and I don't know, there's just a lot of kids out there that, that need it and, and really desire a family and, and, uh, yeah, it's not for everyone, but definitely everyone should at least consider it and research it a little bit. I think how has, how has it impacted your life? You know, uh, sometimes just sitting at home, I'll like just be watching my kids do something and, um, especially like if I look at the adopted ones, you know, I think like where they came from and what they would be doing right now, or like even looking at my biological kids and go, man, what if they just, you know, at three years old, were just left in the middle of a market, you know, like mm -hmm. I can't even imagine, you know, taking your three year old and just leaving them. And then like the pain that they would have, you know, cause you already have that connection with them for three years. Well, that's, there's a lot of kids that are like that. And so I don't know. Okay. So did you always, were you part of a large family growing up? Nope. Just me and my sister. So you just decided that you, you wanted a large family or you just wanted to help kids? I always wanted a large family. I think in high school at Christmas, my aunt and uncle got me um, like a little play set, like a house, two kids in a minivan. So I pretty much knew I was always into hanging out with like my little cousins and stuff. So I always yeah. liked kids. Okay, so do you think that uh, having the large family and having the large family at work, does, does one impact the other? You know, it's, I always think it's really fun to create a family environment at work. And then uh, when my kids talk about, you know, people that I work with and uh, they get to know them and they see them and stuff like that, like if we're delivering to their school or something and they'll be like, oh, I saw such and such today and like they know who they are and, you know, they're connected. And so, um, yeah, I can't remember exactly what your question was, but I think that's cool. So, so you mentioned that some of them are 19. So are any of them uh, going to go into the business? I don't know. Probably too early to tell. I'll encourage them all to. Especially with the three-year-old, probably. The three-year-old. Yeah, the three-year-old actually is in, in accounting. But, um, <laughs> but It's a good place to put <laughs> I'll probably encourage them all to to go off and do some other things and and try those out. I love I love the rental business and I I think that everyone should give it a try. I think for myself and my family and my kids, I think I'll encourage them to just kind of dream. I don't want, I'm definitely not going to try to push them towards anything. Just let them dream about whatever. Just let them have their own yeah. dream instead of yeah. Okay. So so probably most of them won't probably work in rental, but yeah. Maybe while they're in high school or something, I guess. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. So what's a trait that successful leaders have in common, in your opinion? You know, I think probably the biggest thing is um, trying to make sure that you're never the smartest person in the room, that you're always, you know, kind of seeing yourself as, as maybe not the dumbest, but that always helps. Um, just having an open mind, just being ready to learn. I mean, your newest employee, you know, a high school kid, a 90-year-old customer, you can learn from all those people. And if you just feel like you're better than everyone, then, you know, you don't get that opportunity. And I feel like a lot of the leaders that I look up to have that mindset. And I think it's definitely changed the way that I've viewed life for sure. You want to give any shout-outs to some of those uh, amazing leaders? There's so many. I love books. So a lot of them are, you know, people that have written books or 
things like that. But then also there's, you know, a lot of guys that have been great mentors uh, to me, you know, um, Matt Glatz, Chuck Rankenberger, and uh, Gary LeVar, Steve Hitty, those guys. Uh, they've really helped on the local level. Wait, is Gary Roberts dad? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. I thought I recognized the last name. Have you ever used a fake accent or a fake name to call into phone support? Because, like, maybe you, uh, you had something that you you just heard the answer, and it's like, I shouldn't be calling back again this soon. We had a uh, we had a company come to fix our toilet uh, at the rental store, or they were they were had to jet out our our sewer last year, and for some reason the guy got it in his uh, in his mind that my name was Robbie, and so I just went by Robbie for a couple of days just to not make it awkward for him, and that was pretty fun. But I'm not sure if I called into support with that, but there's a pretty good chance I probably did. But I was gonna say now you can have a good alias right there. Yeah. All right. What song are you always excited to get stuck in your head? You know how sometimes earworms are usually songs you hate, and then sometimes you get one that you just love it. Baby Shark or Gwen Stefani, uh, that uh, No Doubt one that's... Uh, I was going to say, I hope it's Hollaback Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Five important questions. Five important questions. Five important questions. Okay, now we're just going to move on to the important questions. Everything we've done to this point, yeah. Just trash it. Yeah, we we don't need. We're probably just going to delete it. So, what would you say is your greatest success in life? Um, my greatest success in life is uh, gotta be uh, getting married and having a family. So it's a very popular answer for family people. Yeah. You can't have them saying like, yeah, I mean, family, that was great. But really, there was this time that I did really well at mini golf. <laughs> right. Yeah. What is your greatest non-family based success in life? I would probably just say, you know, kind of putting together the team that we have right now at the the two stores. Um it's definitely been a, a long road to get where we're at, and we've got so many great high-potential team members and just team members that are just there to bleed and and just they're there for the vision and the, the mission of what we're doing. So There to bleed yeah. sounds a little scary. Yeah. Well, you know, we work hard, and someday we'll play hard. So, <laughs> Well, we kind of do sometimes at work. but I would hope so. Now we have, we have quite a bit of fun, for sure. So, good. If you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice when you started your career, what would it be? That's a great take question. Take yourself back. Talk to young Brad. <clears throat> talk to young Brad as you're as you're buying all these things like binoculars. Yeah, I would it? say say no more often. Okay. So, yeah, especially the binoculars person. Well, the binoculars are great. <laughs> that, that was a good decision. Okay. I got a pair of binoculars. If I ever want to go to the opera or a football game. I heard that the stadium here is pretty massive, so I'd probably need binocs to go there. So. It definitely is. Yeah. Well, there's a large TV above it, so you can just watch well, that. That's not. It's kind of silly to go to the stadium to watch <laughs> the TV. But Okay, what is your most embarrassing moment in your career? I probably have a lot of them, probably ones I probably shouldn't share. Um, I would say one that comes to mind We've got a pretty extensive 
uh, hiring process. And uh, we do a phone interview, and then we do a, at least one face-to-face interview. And uh, we always mix up who's doing the phone interview, who's doing the face-to-face. And then the last one is we take a team member out to lunch or dinner. And uh, that's generally where we'll get like a group and we'll go off-site somewhere. Um, and so, and then after we hire them, you know, after that last interview, you know, they've vested a lot of time in there. Uh, well, we had really been hiring for this office position and uh, we got this great team member. And after we hired them the first day, they get to go tour store, both stores and uh, we take them out to lunch with the managers. And so I went and uh, went to lunch and I realized when we went to leave that I didn't have my card. So I had to uh, ask that new team member on our first day to pay for the meal, which was uh, pretty embarrassing or fairly recent. So, yeah. But but she stayed. She did stay. So, so. I mean, basically, I assume that you paid her back. I probably did. <laughs> so, you, I mean, it's getting more embarrassing if you still owe her. <laughs> right. I should check into that. <laughs> All right, so I'm sorry, but you've been sentenced to death because you forgot your card to pay for a meal, and that's now a big problem with the law. So what is your last meal? Chipotle. Like an actual entire restaurant? You're no. just going to have the whole thing? Steak burrito, white bean, or white rice, pinto beans, a uh, little bit of hot sauce. Are you going with cream, the guac? Cheese. I mean, it's your last meal, so you might no, have one. No guac. No. No guac. Wow. But on my last meal, I'd have them mix it up, you know, but they get annoyed when you ask them to mix up yeah. before they wrap. But, but at that at that point, yeah. You just go it'd for be it. the last one, so it's like, yeah. yeah. What are you going to do to me? Right. All right. You going to kill me or something? <laughs> exactly. Right. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, man. Not be as good looking, I guess, probably. It's a good one. I like it. I uh, I crushed my foot couple of years back so I'd maybe change that back to normal okay so very practical yeah I like it just you do a lot of walking so <laughs> one does tend to do that as a human being yeah okay so tell me something that's true that almost nobody agrees with you about hmm or something that everyone believes to be true that you know is false well there's a, a great debate on crumpling and folding and I'm what are what are we crumpling or folding? Toilet paper. Okay. So, but which are you saying that is is popular, and which one is? Well, I think it's obvious, the fold. So you say that the fold is superior, or that everyone thinks that the fold is superior. The fold is definitely superior. Okay. So crumplers are wrong. Crumplers are wrong. Okay. How do you feel about crumplers? Well, I try to not associate, but you know. <laughs> You know, sometimes you just don't know. Sometimes people lie, too. And do you just try to educate them? Yeah. Okay. Yep. If they're receptive, you're a little more friendly with them. And it's like, okay, well, you know, this, this is someone that can get better. It's a prompted question on a, you know, in-file maintenance. You know. <laughs> is it? Oh, I was going to say, is it part of your interview process? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We don't want to use too much toilet paper, so yeah. I need to know. All right. Uh, tell me a secret about the rental industry. It's a great industry, and customers generally think that competitors don't talk. And I think in the rental industry, you know, they definitely do. And it's not to take advantage of the customer, but it's to 
just help, you know, with the daily struggles of, you know, whatever that might be. So I would say that's probably a, a secret probably that uh, people outside the rental industry wouldn't know or realize maybe. Is that something you experienced in either of the other industries that you were working in or is it kind of unique? I would say it's unique to me. And I think I've said this before, uh, but I feel like the rental industry, you know, a lot of rental stores are generationally owned. So, you know, grandpa taught dad and dad taught you. And so a lot of times, you know, there's a lot, a lot of people have really good work ethic. And so by the time, you know, a dad might be 50, you know, his kid's probably capable to run the store. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why the industry has a lot of really great um, leaders that, you know, have a lot of time on their hands and can share uh, information. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why the rental industry is different, I guess. So it's very, you know, spending a lot of time with the customers and a lot of time, you know, on the back end and, you know, a lot of technical stuff with equipment and deliveries and logistics. I mean, there's just so many pieces of it. It's not like just selling retail or just delivering or just providing a service. You know, it's it's almost a combination of a lot of different industries. Yeah, I like that. I like the family thing. I didn't really think about that before. Um, the last question is, is there anyone that you think I, we should definitely talk to on this podcast? This will be good enough probably for everyone. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you might as well just stop. Yeah. No, there's there's so many uh, great, uh, pretty much any anyone that's been in the industry for over three or four years probably would be awesome to hear from. I mean, I learned so much just sitting at lunch with people who, you know, either have been in for a really long time or just a short period of time. And there's just so much you can learn, just new ideas and stuff, too, just that are really simple. So, yeah, that's oh. my answer. Just now, now, I want a, now I want a simple idea that's going to benefit our listeners. A simple idea? Yeah, that they can implement. Uh, I was at a roundtable a couple of years ago, and we were talking about angry customers and, you know, how you take care of them, you know, how do you solve the problem, What, how much of a discount do you give them, and, you know, what does that look like? And one of the guys, I don't know who he is, but I uh, can't remember, but he said, that, you know, once it gets up to that level, you know, and they hand it up to him, he just calls them and he understands what their problem is, make sure he gets his head around the whole problem, lets the customer talk and explain everything in there, the way they think it went, and then he just asks them, you know, what they think is fair. And he said, you know, nine times out of ten, the customer is going to ask for less of a discount than what you were willing to give them to make them happy. And, you know, one out of every 10 times, the customer's going to want either a full re refund or just something just crazy that's like, okay, are you serious? And he said, I just give it to him because also that's the same customer that's going to just type a paragraph on a review site and it's going to cost you more than whatever you're going to give them anyway. So just let the customer decide what's fair. And we've implemented that and that was pretty simple advice. And, uh, yeah, it's paid off for sure. And then we'll... We'll secretly change some of the wording in that for customers so they don't know that that's the rule. Yeah, this podcast's not going out to our customers, <laughs> is it? Uh, we'll be public. <laughs> but I don't think there's a whole lot of people saying, hmm, I definitely want to hear people in the rental industry doing a podcast. Right. Which, I mean, it's their loss. Hey, so. you never know. All right, well, thank you for visiting with us today, Brad. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoy your trip back to Illinois. Thank you. And thanks to you for joining. That is all. 
we've got so many great high potential team members and just team members that are just there to bleed.